2: Hello, everyone. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking about an age-old question that's maybe only a year old. Are men trash? Um, there is a, <laughs> a, a a subculture out here. Uh, maybe it's part of the mainstream. I don't know. But there is a segment of society who believe men are trash. Uh, who have conversations about men being trash, who uh, would like to Get on soapboxes and create memes and have podcasts dedicated to the fact that men are trash. Um, So the question we're asking today is simply put, are men trash? BJ, in in the way of like, I don't know if I explained it enough. You're you're the guy that is like, keeps his ear to the streets. You know what I'm saying? If somebody needs to know what's happening in the pop culture, you are that guy. So like, is that a fair introduction to the idea of men are trash? Where is this coming from, bro?
3: Yeah, yeah. The word, the phrase "our men trash" comes from the new experience of relationships. Okay, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's almost as if uh, there is a sentiment of trying to communicate some of the trifling experiences from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like ghosting, things like not making your intentions clear, yeah. um, and just kind of going along with it and letting it ride out into a situationship things like having a whole wife and a whole baby mama and a whole whatever on the side and never really telling the truth about it. I think the 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 phrase this new growing cultural phrase men are trash is a way to express the displeasure of the relational experience in a cultural climate. And so yeah, so we really want to answer that question. Are men actually trash? Are they really trash? And I think bigger than that yeah, and how do we get here? Is really the bigger question is, how do we get here? What's the real issue? And then how do we start pulling up out of it? Does
2: that sound all right? That sounds good. That's why I pitched it to you because like Appreciate I said, it. when it comes to that that swag goo, that's necessary to explain yeah, 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 something. Yeah. You got yeah. the sauce, you know what I'm saying? You got Appreciate. the juice. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get all my colloquialisms out now so that I sound cool <laughs> in comparison to you. Um, so yeah, man. So so <laughs> as we think through our men trash Oftentimes yeah. when I'm having conversations with people, I when it comes to guys, like now this is again from I, apparently we're in a new generation, I guess, or whatever. But as I would explain things to girls or to women or even in my counseling sessions, I would say that, man, there's usually a time, one particular point, maybe two. Where a guy something happens to him, he gets his heart broke, and then just, he lets the dogs out. Like once, once that happens, it's why must I be like that? Why must I must chase, I the, chase cat? the cat? You why know what I'm saying? Again, me. Right, right, right. It's that first initial heartbreak, that first initial pain, where a guy's like, you know what, man, she played me, or that hurt, or I don't like that, and I will never be in that space again. Right. So, so that's so that's how the trash gets gets that, that trash thinking, that trash idea, that try, you know, that, that trash mindset kind of sets in. And I know for me, my first kind of like definitive moment, and it was only one that I needed really uh, was about 15, mm. 15 years old. Um, I was a juice sophomore, junior sophomore, sophomore in high school. And there was this girl that I, you know, I, I went the old school route where well, my mama taught me. Right. I would buy her flowers Actually, I would steal the flowers. There was like a, 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 a place. <laughs> so you stole the flowers? Yeah, Ar- what they call them? Arboretums or something that was like next to my house. And like I would nah, just I go. No, I never had right that
3: before. Places yeah, I never heard of.
2: Okay, okay, like a green <laughs> greenhouse type of place or whatever, right? So I would go with my scissors in the morning, snip a couple of roses. You know what I'm saying? And Take steal them. some flowers, okay? So you yeah, stolen what flowers. What else? <laughs> hey man, I was just trying to be a gentleman. I'm just trying to do what I'm supposed to do, what I was taught to do. Uh, you know, buy the candy. I used to steal my mom's teddy bears and bring them to school for the girl. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff that I was taught you supposed to do, right? That's not what you was taught. They did bro, different-
3: you just stole flowers and teddy bears, bro. Listen, your hey. whole relationship is stolen. This is why it didn't work out.
2: That's that's not why it worked out. I was doing what I was supposed to do. I don't, again, I don't know what y'all did in Texas. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you you know brought the mule around and y'all you know went on hay rides or whatever. Like I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? But where I'm from, this is what we did. Or oh, excuse me, being from the Midwest, moving to California, this is what my mom and dad okay. told me to do. Right. So um, I, I at some point in time, you know, a few months into the situation, um, I get a note on the bus that says, "Hey, um, you're smothering me." And I need some space. Mm. And I was like, bro, we don't ever kick it after school. Like, I don't even be, you know what I'm saying? on you like that on campus? Like, bro, all I'm doing is bring you the gifts in. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm trying to see what's happening. You know what I mean? Wow. And when she hit me with that, you're smothering me. Something Mm. in me just said, oh, 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 am I? Okay, Mm. cool. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to make sure I never smother you or any other chick ever again in my life. Um, And that was the process of that, that, that. You know, it's just dog catcher, dog catcher, do the dog catcher, right? And it just, it just came out. And so I, I think something in my mind, probably because I didn't bounce that off of like my dad or an uncle or another adult male or a mentor and say, hey, how should I take this? Is it a hurt thing? Is it a me thing? Like what's going on? It just became a thing in my heart was like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to feel this again. And if anybody's going to mm. get hurt in a relationship that I'm in, it's going to be her, not me. Wow. And that kind of set me up for bad thinking and bad relationships. For, you know, for the remainder of my life. You know what I mean? So I think, yes, there's some truth to a man can be trash, but I do also strongly believe that women can be trash too. Yeah. But since we're speaking from a male perspective, um, I think that there needs to be better mentoring when it comes to guys and that first hurt and that first pain because I feel like that's where the the trash comes from, where it starts to be able to fester.
3: Yeah, I think that that question is really serious, right? So it says, like, yeah. men being trash is really an indictment of, again, how you experience the relationships. Like, yeah. are they trifling? Are they honest? Are they clear? Are they able to communicate? And I think because of that, you know, Sometimes I, I love that the fact that you're alluding to that didn't come out of the blue air, that didn't come out the right. thin air, that came yeah. from somewhere. There was an experience that says, yo, I have to treat you like this because of what happened in my life. I think about a time when, you know, I had a relationship with a particular young woman and I was in high school and I would really believed that she was someone significant and special to me. And, you know, again, this doesn't justify men being trash or, you know, the trifling experience that men, a posture that men begin to take on as they lead the relationship. But I remember when I found out that she had, she was, you know, basically cheating. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like I... I thought I loved this person. I believe that I love this person. And similar to you, maybe there's something there in terms of our boys and being able to communicate how to deal with heartbreak with them. But I I just remember thinking like, yo, this hurts so bad and I never want to feel like this again. And because of that, it led me to saying, oh, I'll never love like this again. I'll never be played like this again. I'll never... And I I could not reconcile the pain that I felt, right? And so, you know, what I did, you know, improperly, and and you'll probably hear this in the book, instead of handling it the right way, I just sought to embarrass this person publicly.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep.
3: And I was like, so you think that you are going to get the last laugh here, but you're not. I'm going to get the last laugh And I think what I did, similarly to you, was I said in my heart, this will never happen again, right? And so even as you're speaking, I hear this cycle of hurt that then leads to more hurt, that then leads to hurting other people. You've heard the phrase, "Hurt hurt people hurt people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And up until now, this sentiment of men being trash. I've never even considered the fact that people experiencing men in a very adverse way, in a culture of men in an adverse way that leads to other things, all it is is a larger cycle of hurt that's been unresolved. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps perpetuating itself in different ways. JP, talk to us about the ways that you see itself, this culture perpetuating itself. Because I know people are hearing this and they're going, What do you mean? And what are the practical implications? What does that look like in real life? So, yeah. How do you see this culture growing and why is it spinning the way it is? Because I feel like yeah. it's starting to spin out of control.
2: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> listen, you're going to have to ask me that again because I have two stories that I want to tell you, bro. You can't laugh yet, bro. You can't laugh yet. No, you can't. You can't do this yet, bro. You're not going to do this to me, bro. I'm, we're not bro, talking listen, about... So listen.
3: Uh-huh. Bro, listen to this. This
2: is what I'm going to say. So
3: the, the question on the table is, how did we get here? Yeah. And how do you practically see the sentiment the the cycle of hurt people hurting people? Well
2: what I'm saying like, is are you gonna let me tell these stories first. These I got two oh, quick ones. It's it's in sequence. Of course. Sequence. Tell us okay. okay. It's your podcast, okay. of course. No, no, no. But I'm saying what I'm saying is just remi- just remind me again when I'm done with these two. <laughs> your question because it lead, it can it can lead into the answering your question. But oh, I want oh, got to it. Understand. So you're not answering the question. You're not answering the question. You're just saying. I, I am going answer to. It too <laughs> I, but, but people have to understand the depth and the level. Like when I'm talking about like when the trash mm. starts to happen, like how this happens, right? Yeah. Let me give you the first, the first three. So I gave you that girl that was like 15, 16, right? Sophomore year. Then there was like junior and senior year. I had one girl that I was dating that I I thought I was dating. And I thought we were like going somewhere. She came to school one day with a hickey on her neck. And I'm like, bruh. No, no, not the hickey. Were you dating her? Do you hear what I said? I thought I was, I thought, I thought I, (laughs) I thought, I thought she was my gal. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was my girl. And I'm like, bro, temptation jacket. I'm like, I don't even know if I've ever even touched your neck, let alone kissed your neck, and you have a hickey <laughs> on your neck. So I go from a girl saying I'm smothering her to a girl that I thought wow. we were in something coming with a hickey on her neck, and then let me take it a step further. Then the next girl I thought I was trying to love got pregnant, and I'm like, bro, I no. know, we, I, I know we haven't <laughs> had sex. I know for a fact that we have had no sexual contact. So I go from getting, see the girl saying she, I'm smothering her to a girl coming to school with a hickey on the neck to a girl getting pregnant, right? I'm such a Dang. sap sucker, whatever you want to call it. Forgave the girl. I used to walk her to, walk her home every day. She's pregnant. She missed the bus. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all these different things or whatever. <laughs> Mind you, this still isn't my baby, and I know it's not my baby, right? Again, not having a mentor, not having somebody to tell me, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> like um, coach, bro, listen, coach, you would have came coach.
3: and built a better life coaching. You would, have
2: okay. not been going where? Were, that. Go where ahead. where ahead. were y'all twenty years ago, twenty five <laughs> years ago? So, so then, so then, let me tell you. Oh my God. So then, I forgive the girl, but I go off to college. I'm like, "Hey, man, you know that? You know, life is what it is. I'm about to do me." I was, uh, what do you call it, a uh, homecoming king. So I came back the next year to give the crown to the next king or whatever. Ended up going to the, the homecoming with the girl that had the baby on me. I guess we still something. And then I forgive her. Okay, let's be back in a relationship. I get back to school. This is when you had to mail people letters. She mails me a letter. And then the letter says, hey, um, I didn't know what was going on, but I found out I'm pregnant again. I'm about five months pregnant, and but I still love you, and I still want to be with you. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is your no. second kid. This, this is going on your second kid, not by me. And you still running this game, like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, bro, like, I think I finally get it. Okay, I'm done. And at that point, when I say the dog, who let the dog out? I was like, bro, I would never, out? Never... I'm
3: just
2: saying, it. I'm saying, it was the, the best of times, the worst of times after that moment. I'm like, man, like, it doesn't get, like, how dumb have I been or whatever mm. the case may be? And it just became a situation where, bro, like, it 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 wasn't. It was like a personal vendetta. Like yours was out loud. Like I'm an this girl. Mine was, man. Like I am on a mission to make every girl that ever likes me feel dumb, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and do dumb things and to let them know, like, hey, man, I, I run this. And then I moved to Oakland, so that didn't make it any better. Like Oakland is is notorious for that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like one of those things where what I'm saying is we have to first understand the psychological makeup and the trauma that a man may endure, not excusing behavior but may okay. happen, all right right? Not excusing, but you may find yourself being in a situation where you may do and have trash behaviors. But there is a a, I won't say logical, but, but there's a chain of events that happen in one's life that can lead them to having trash behaviors, right? Hmm. So so with that being said, now, would you like to a- ask your question again? <laughs> no, you just went on a tangent about, bro, listen, yeah. you raised a kid. Did you raise the kid? Did you Bruh. raise the kid or what? <laughs> It was two kids. Let's get it. Let's get it straight. It was two kids. <laughs> you missed that part. She got pregnant again after I had forgiven her and went off the. Let me ask you a question. Life. Did
3: you raise any of these kids? I did not raise them. Did you pay child support? No. After,
2: wow. after the second child, I was like, "All right, man, I need to go in my business." So the culture that we have now, where we're, we're moving into a zone where men are That's trash, right. where people are having these thoughts, the, what, what's going on in society? Um, on on one end. There is a situation where men are behaving badly, right? Mm-hmm. Extended adolescence. Men are taking relationships serious. Men can shop around. They can go on these dating sites. They cannot be committed. They cannot have effective communication. Some women will, you know, sit around and wait for the phone to ring, to wait till to they get the text message, or they'll get the 3 a.m. Well, what is it why? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. WD. wyd you know what I'm saying? It's fine, right? So there's a lot of things that are happening where the culture that we live in promotes a man to live in trash ways and to do trash mm. things. And what I'm saying is there's <laughs> say dual responsibility. Let's say that again. Listen, bro, you are
3: giving so much life right now for people. Go ahead. Uh, say this again, Prophet JP. Go ahead.
2: Nah, that's all this hurt. <laughs> that's all this trauma coming out right now. This is all the trauma <laughs> since I haven't processed this before that's, that's allowing me to speak <laughs> from the heart <laughs> as you laugh at my pain. It's cool, bro. It's cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> Keep it. <you grounded. laughs> You keep me grounded. (laughs) Go
3: ahead, bro. Go ahead. You're giving me so much life right now. Go ahead.
2: There, I'm saying there's dual responsibility on both parties involved. If a man is behaving badly, if a man is having trash behaviors, if a man is trash, there's some woman that is probably allowing him to be trash, right? Not blaming. I'm not blaming. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's a both and. My thing Mm. is what 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 I would want to do for my daughter as a teacher, once you recognize that he's trash or has trash behavior or has done X, Y, and Z, let that trash go. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. let, let, let the garbage man collect it. Don't stick around. Don't don't play around. Don't mess around. Don't give it no like, well, excuse it. Like, no. Like, hey, once you when a person shows you who they are, believe it. You know what I'm saying? Believe it. So again, back to the current culture of things. We live in a society and we live in a culture where we allow trash behavior to exist and to thrive. Not just to be, but thrives. Like trash behavior thrives right now. Like we're in a place where you don't have to commit. You don't have to be all in. You don't have to acknowledge another person's existence and you can just get what you need from a relationship, especially when it comes to the physical nature of things.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Hmm.
3: Bro, this is so much. Ah. JP. Ah. I love that. I love that. I- I'm over here trying to process this. There's so much. Mm. You're talking about trauma. We're talking about cycles of hurt. Mm -hmm. We're talking about enabling Mm -hmm. and being able to enable it. You're talking Mm -hmm. about taking control and power back over your life when you see signs, warning signs, right? Mm -hmm. I think that this culture of men are trash, I think what it's done is it's given not just license for bad behavior of men, Mm -hmm. is given license for poor decision-making of women.
2: Mm -hmm. And acceptance of trash behavior. That's right. Because men are trash. so
3: what I would say is, it is, to me, what's interesting about this entire thing is, women then go, oh, I have now license to react to this behavior with similar behavior. And what I see Mm -hmm. in this is I go... So, wait, you need to tell me that if you find somebody who is an addict to a drug and they steal your TV and they, you know, pawn your computer and it hurts you so bad that in order to respond, you then get hooked on that same drug. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, you're a person with poor understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you want to play that same game? Okay. Now you have to numb your own feelings and the same hurt that you despise, you now reciprocate. You now become like, again, objectification. You despise being objectified. Now you're beginning to objectify that. So now the new thing is in in certain cultures, you know, I want to get flued out. Mm. I just want a bag. Mm. I just want a bag, Mm -hmm. right? Void of the relationship, void of any connection, Void of anything meaningful, I just want this object about you. Mm -hmm. And it's what James Baldwin said when he talked about white supremacy. He said, just make sure that as things change and thaw and come, that you don't become the monster you despise. Yeah. Right? Yep. This is what I, I sense happening in our culture especially for those of us who grew up with poor examples of relationships and we're trying to figure it out through experience. Yeah. We're becoming the monsters we despise. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like we despise that monster. We despise people who objectify. We despise the fact that people use us. And yet in our attempt to respond to the trauma or the pain, we then go the opposite extreme and say, well, will in Rome, become like the Romans. Right. And what I would say to that is, I think this men is trash kind of sentiment isn't just a way of grieving the poor decision making and potential trauma of men. I think it's giving license to women. So now you don't have to have a concern. You can try to be whatever you desire since that's how he wants to play. Then, therefore, that's kind of where you are. We were talking about this pre-show, okay? So let's just say you play that game and you say, this is what I want. You're nothing to me but a blank. You fill in the blank, right? Yeah. Here's what's interesting about that. You find yourself, even if you're not conscious of it, self-sabotaging yourself from any good or healthy thing. So now when you meet somebody who's really committed, really loving, and let's just say they give you any hint or sense that they may have some flaws, mistakes, or whatever, you then, it's called your uh, amygdala, right? Your brain actually puts into practice mm-hmm. those things that you've been practicing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: listen, bro, listen. So now, even though you think men are trash and all these different things, when you find somebody who could be a compatible mate mm-hmm. that loves you well and cares for you, mm-hmm. you run them off. Because you're not accustomed to that type of treatment. You've actually conditioned yourself for poor transactional relationships that lead to nothing more than objectification and cause you then, listen, to move from being the oppressed to becoming the oppressor.
2: Power shift.
3: Ooh. hmm JP, talk to us about how you've seen this in your clients and the
2: unnecessary damage that they've caused in this mindset. Go ahead. It it's, it's just like you said, right? The power shift. Again, that's part of our culture. We probably should have a podcast on that. But people oftentimes don't want to amass power to then empower others. They want power so that they can treat people the same way as they were treated, right? Um, mm. And so... The point of them getting the power so that they can flex on others, right? Not necessarily to do right or to change the situation. And so when you think about this whole trash concept, I've seen it over and over and over again where people in an attempt to make themselves uh, feel better or to numb the pain or to ignore facts or ignore truths about how they really feel about things, they will again, like you said, do the same thing that's been done to them. Only to find themselves in a worse off situation, to find themselves with more heart and pain, to find themselves dealing with more trauma, um, to find themselves beating themselves up before feeling as if like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And then, you know, they get into a self-wallow and self-pity. And then especially when they realize like, oh, man, I've treated someone unfairly just because I was trying to get back at such and such or because I wanted mm. the shoot to shoot be on the other foot or I mm. wanted to feel as if I was the person in power in this situation. That's um, it. Right, right. And then that's they it, bro, you breaking.
3: Listen to this, bro. Listen to this.
2: Huh, huh.
3: You are going nuclear right now. Go ahead, bro. Let me bring slow it back. You gotta slow it down just a little bit. You are okay. going nuclear. You're saving somebody's life right now. Go ahead, I mean, bro.
2: Listen, my wounds are talking. You know what I'm saying? No. Like listen, this listen, listen. So I remember having like one of the very few real conversations I had about, about with my mom about sex. Right. She informed me that. One, she didn't run off a lot of the girls that I was dating or trying to date in high school and college because she figured that if the more that she ran them off, the more that I would like them, right? So she was using some reverse psychology. But she also mm. told me, um, because I, you know, I had actually two girls that I was trying to date get pregnant by other dudes, right? You know what I'm saying? And so mm. um, one girl twice and another girl once. And... My mom told me say, said, hey, man, you know, the issue was you weren't giving them what they wanted, meaning I wasn't having sex in high school. Like, I just, not that I wasn't wow. trying per se, but it just wasn't high on my radar. Like, I was gaming and I was, you know, in the sports, you know what I mean? So, like, I didn't have a lot of time to be chasing chicks, um, excuse me, young ladies. And so, my mom, <laughs> I guess. Thank you. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you for
3: working on your misogyny right here on the podcast. You know
2: what I'm saying? Women, uh, young ladies. And so, my mom was basically telling me because... That sex wasn't on my radar, I got played. And because there was really? the girls that I were dating were interested in having sex. And because I wasn't, they found sex other places. And that's why I ended up pregnant. Therefore, when she gave me that information, I became embittered. And so I was like, okay, well, then let me just go knock down everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me just go and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, okay, cool. If that's the game we're playing, that's the game we finna to play. And all that did was cause myself unnecessary heartache and pain. Um, and, you know, just, just, Put myself in places. I won't go like old oh, black church and spiritual ties, but it, it it connected me to people on a level. No, go, that that's
3: like a, a real thing. Soul ties.
2: Right. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, it was. It, it gave me baggage that I didn't need to have just because I that's was trying exactly to prove right. a point. Right. Like, I'm never going to be in that space again. It's a girl's not going to cheat on me or get pregnant on me or whatever because I wasn't uh, applying or giving her what she wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I think that again, just 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 kind of giving the idea that hey, like. The people that I've counseled, the people that I've sat with, the people that I've met. It's even like, yo, when people cheat, right? And then that other person cheats on the cheater. Just the, you know what I mean? And it never works out. Like, people don't get get satisfied. (laughs)
3: You know what, it's what I'm not saying? not good. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. It didn't feel good. Right. You know what, what I'm saying? It didn't create what you thought it was going to create. You're like, exactly. I'm going to get back at you. You're like, no. Uh. Right. Actually, you just made this more
2: complicated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you got pregnant. And now you have to explain to your husband, like, oh, by the way, uh, in, the, in the terms of me getting back, I got got. But anyway, so I, I, as I've seen it in, in my practice um, and in real life of my own, it's not in the best interest of a person who's not trash to try to become trash in order to feel a better way. In in order to spite somebody else, in order to make themselves feel better psychologically because it doesn't happen. It it generally will make you feel worse. Like trash people are going to be trash people and they don't care about it. Like that's Mm. just the psychological profile of a trash person. Like if a person is trash until they meet Jesus or have some kind of some kind of reckoning, they're going to continue to be trash. Like like, you know what I mean? But when you're not that way and you attempt to be that way in order to get back or feel better, it only ends up being worse.
3: Woo. You know what's what's interesting to me is I don't even know if we know that it has an effect.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. as if
3: we do it, we're doing it and we think like, oh, this is nothing. I'm it's not gonna be an effect. And yeah. I'm saying the body keeps the score. Yes. Yep. Your brain actually keeps score of this. This is yeah. <laughs> listen, you can act like this has no impact or whatever yeah. on you. Your actual brain is a computer keeping score. Mm-hmm. It doesn't forget, bro. The hippocampus is a big file cabinet, bro. Oh, bro you are you been not- reading.
2: That's a second or third mention of a, a brain part today, bro. I'm okay. oh. about this, though. I'm about this life.
3: Uh, I see you. All right. Uh-huh. My bad. I'm about to like, bro, no, don't play me. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're play- on me real uh, hard right now. You're hey, hey, on me real I, hard. Hey, 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 that's what I do. All right, cool. It's the Build, Build a Better podcast. No, we're I, not out here playing, bro. I appreciate it. But, but I'm just saying your brain is actually keeping the score. Mm-hmm. So when you think like, oh, this is not a big deal, this is my youth, what you're doing is you're embedding in yourself a habit that creates an emotion that creates certain neurological function that creates... Certain things in your responses, mm-hmm. in your your chemicals, and now it's like, yo, I'm learning this as my normal and so
2: neurotransmitters.
3: And I think here's the thing, and, and you know we're not gonna get into neuroplasticity today.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, you are gonna just one up me? Okay, cool. Okay.
3: Uh, hey, hey, I just know, but but here's <laughs> but here's what I want to say though. Uh huh. What I realize about this thing is we don't know how it actually works. Therefore, we mm-hmm. think it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, because we don't know how relationships actually work, we don't think they work. So then we just do whatever with them. And I think what's really profound about what you're saying is we don't even know we're caught in a cycle. This sentiment of saying men are trash really, what it is, it's not anger. Here's what it is, bro it's a way to grieve mm-hmm. the way that you're experiencing something that's causing you trauma.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so I think when you put it in that context, now, if it's a way to grieve what's calling me trauma, I'm not looking to return that trauma with empathy towards another human being, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this is why we need to talk about it from a psychological or neurological perspective because you then reform all of your form, your basis of connection based off of, I can't trust nobody. Nobody gonna love me. You know, everybody gonna turn on me. And listen, here's the thing. It begins to embed in your mind, in your brain, that you as a human being will not experience meaningful connection because o- the only thing that occurs in that is that people objectify you. And when they objectify you, that means they're not trustworthy. Therefore, when they hurt you, they only remind you that they're trash. And now no relationship works out.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, cognitive behavioral, bro. Like how you believe about things is how you begin to act.
3: And so here's the thing. When you think that men are trash, here's the thing. You sabotage your ability to connect with men in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. That's the punchline. If you think men are trash, listen, you will find that you now impose that view on everything and you will respond out of that view. And and again, it's a form of grief. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like it's not real. Listen, that man did leave you at the club. He
0: didn't yeah. have
3: a whole kid and lie about it. Yep. Right? He yep. didn't have a whole wife and lie about it. A
2: whole family. Like
3: a whole family. Listen, bro. Bro, we listen. Yeah. I, I'm not saying men are the only ones that trifling because women do real trifling stuff. Bro, we'll have a whole family out of here. Yeah and and be snoozing it up at the club. Yeah. yeah. Like ain't nothing going on and it's like, yeah, bro, yeah. You're married with a kid. Bro. You but don't me, need to be here. <laughs>
2: go ahead. let me rock your world with another thing, right? It, Come the, on. The, the this is the Men are,
3: are trash episode you know what I'm on the saying, folks on- right?
2: The Men are trash extends beyond male female. There's male male. Let me tell you why. In my life, outside of my father, who, as in like, later years in my life, our relationship has gotten exponentially better, like to the point where I'm like, yeah, I love that dude. But, like, there was a point in time in my life where every older black male I met in my life was trying to use me. For something of their benefit, they saw a skill set mm-hmm. that I had. It was at one point in time, it was a basketball coach. Once I told him I was moving from Atlanta, didn't hear from him no more. Um, there was a guy I think I told the story on one of the podcasts that was uh, uh, the hustler. They wrote the hustler's handbook, and he played me uh, the older black dude at, at the cult that I was a part of. Like I've had all of these older black dudes in my life that I was trying to look for for mentorship, for guidance, for help. That treated me a certain way, so there was a stage in my life that could no older man tell me nothing, bro. Because older mm. dudes were trash. All they wanted to do wow. was use me for my skills. All that they wanted to do was use me to get get them to the next level in life. All they wanted to do was to use me for their fame and their fortune. To use my ideas. To use my ingenuity. To use my youth. To use my vigor. The vigor, and all I was left with was was holding an empty bag. I wasn't even holding the bag that I was holding was empty. You know what I'm saying? It'd be one thing if I I got to hold a bag and you played me, but no, I I just got to hold the empty bag, right? And so, I, and I said that for for intentionally for the listener, like, I don't want you to think this is just about male-female relationships. We could have trash dads, trash uncles, trash, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, older people in our life, older people in our neighborhoods. And what reminded me of what of this was that you said something about, I can't remember how you put it, but it was kind of like, the the male version of "Men Are Trash" are back in the day where bees ain't ish. You know what I'm saying? Like that oh, yeah, was yeah, the mentality yeah, for dudes, yeah, right? It. When Snoop Dogg yeah. dropped Donkey Style, well, the first time I you heard, he poured
3: the champagne on her, bro. bro he poured bro, that champagne on her. That, that was so never that. I will never forget him pouring champagne at the bro. barbecue on her. I'll never bro. forget. It. It's one of the most pivotal moments of my life, bro. bro her ahead.
2: face expression, her just being saturated in the alcohol.
3: She was, she was acting bro. like. Bro, oh, this wasn't a big deal. They import champagne. I would never forget that.
2: Dude, and then dudes try to justify that exact same thing. Well, she got the champagne on her cuz she was acting, you know what I'm saying? She had attitude or whatever. Like, why can't she carry herself that. with class? You know what I'm saying? Why can't she carry herself a certain way? You know what I'm saying? But you mad, wow. right? So that's how you so so what I'm saying is this is where this thing comes from. It's like it's the trauma, it's the hurt, it's the pain, it's the need for acceptance, it's the feeling as if somebody's trying to uh be better than me. And so dudes have this Bees ain't ish. Women mm-hmm. have this in her trash. And so it all stems from the the trauma, the pain, the hurt of wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, and then having some kind of negative experience with the opposite sex. You know, and sometimes Ooh. with the same thing. You know what I mean?
3: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, you making it plain. Listen to this, man. You making it so plain out here, man. It, it, it's so confusing in these 2019 streets.
2: Oh, yeah. As it relates oh, yeah.
3: to... It is. It, it is. And I've heard nothing but confusing things. And then I think like... You can't really mean that. And listen, yes, they do. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a lot of bad perspectives yep. running out here. Yep. And a lot of people who believe if they just, people will comply with those things. Talk to us about the solutions, man. You you have, we probably had to do, <laughs> bro, this is like, a lot. like, yo, it's really bad out here. Well, mm-hmm. Give us a few solutions. We probably have to do round two. Yeah, yeah. Simply based off of the depth of this content. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, um, well, first of all, it's definitely um, sitting down with somebody to process, right? If you can, well, it's hard because sometimes I like to suggest people identify the person that's caused the wound and try to have some kind of healing enclosure, but mm-hmm. that can go bad. So I think that at least if you're having a conversation with the therapist, with a life coach, you're really processing the points of trauma if you recognize them. Otherwise, processing with that person so that you can come to the recognition of where the pain came from, then. Actively trying not to fall victim of the men are trash trap. You know what I'm saying? So, so so,
3: you should avoid that sentiment.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you don't, if you don't, you will continue to be in that place and to feel that way. Like it's one on one. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be in a situation where I'm trying to be a better man and treat women right, but I still believe that bees ain't ish. Like that doesn't work, Mm -hmm. bro. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can't work. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It no like uh-uh you're playing yourself so wow. you have to actively work against that mindset and you also have to recognize the role you play in getting mm. played you have to recognize that are you a sucker for love do you give your heart too easy do you you know what i'm saying somebody give you a compliment next thing you know you all in you know what i mean like you all in like it's a, and it's that's male and female i know plenty of dudes that that as soon as a girl bats an eye, or as soon as a girl acts like she's semi interested, it's like, "Oh, I love you," or "I'm all in," or "I'm ready." <laughs> First to, day, you, you know just what I mean.
3: You already love me. You love right. me already. Right. Been talking about a couple of weeks. You already love me. Go ahead. Right, right.
2: You know what I mean. So it goes both ways, but it's like recognize the role you play and how you can better yourself so that you don't fall victim and then continue the men are trash, the, the women ain't nothing that type of mentality. And I think another thing is really just evaluating. Your circle, or where you find yourself being as far as like friends or whatever. Cause if you're, if you have good friends, or if you have people that care about you and they see that one, either you keep falling victim to trash dudes or you are a trash dude, they're not really your friends. They don't care about you. You know, they, 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 there's no way that someone could, can see you continue to fall victim to the trash dude or to be a trash dude and say that they're your friend. Like it don't work. Or you all a bunch of trash people. You know what I mean? Like I, that didn't sound very gentle, but sorry.
3: No, it's not. But, but listen, but it's the Build a Better Us podcast. We keep it real. We try to respond with love and grace. Mm-hmm. And listen, listen, man, I don't have nothing to add. We're, we're going to probably have to do a part two.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I feel like there's so much here. And here's the thing, man. People really need, they really need a lot of help. This is, a, <laughs> this is a really desperate times. If you're listening and you say, man, this is a lot. And I need someone to personally walk with me. Make sure you visit the buildabetterus.com website, click get involved and find a life coach. Um, And we actually just brought on a new life coach um, for dating, but many of our other life coaches would love to help with you, love to walk with you, love to pinpoint some of these things. Also, make sure that you share and subscribe to this podcast because our goal is to help you become a better you.
2: So that we can become a better us.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Build A Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build A Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.